musical venues again. We're back in aviary tonight. No, no. I was gonna say sweating our balls off in Mark or Kevin's garage, but it, it's not. It's kind it's of a nice. Reasonably night. pleasant uh, at the moment. No, it's nice out, and uh, <laughs> and we did. We kind of lucked into it. Thanks again to if you're Marco from Aviary. If you are listening, does he listen to these? Uh, he kno- sure, he should, sure should. knows about them. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the cops aren't here yet, so that's good. But we're uh, yeah, we're we're camped out at Aviary another night uh, on on. They're not typically open on Mondays, and sometimes we lay these down on Mondays. And so, anyway, thanks to Marco and Aviary for letting us do our thing. So everybody, it's somebody likes it. Um, it's the show with a concept that's easy to understand, but for some reason, remarkably hard for me to explain to people. No, we just pick a record that none of us know very well, go listen to it, and then talk about it. Right. Well, see, that sounds really easy on paper. But and when somebody trying, likes it, just we don't know it. it. See, it's easy for me to, 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 to explain that to myself, but for some reason I just talk in circles trying to explain it to other people. I don't know It'll why. get easier. You're, just, right. you're working on your pitch. Thank you. Yeah, I have been. That's that's uh, you know I should write it out. There I should have know. a script. I the should actually elevator keep a script pitch. in my back pocket, yes. and now I can reference it. Like, yeah. So you do a podcast. What is it? And then I'll have like shit that's prepared. All so right. speaking of said podcast, um, we've got a uh, a guest tonight. We do have a special guest. I'm super excited. Uh, JT Haversad is hey, here. How are you guys? JT, thanks for joining us. Of course, we are all living the dream. Ryan's dream involves yoo-hoo and jerky. Yeah, yeah it <laughs> looks like I, when you say somebody hasn't called the cops yet, I'm like, what? Would, if they broke in here, it just look like a bunch of guys trying to have D and D without any of the modules. <laughs> <or> <laughs> dice. Exactly. Yeah. We have like beef jerky and Canada Dry, and no, <laughs> I, I forgot my twenty sided dice. It's straight up like game night without the game. It's the no. weirdest. Ryan's always got a weird drink bingo going on in here. Like we don't ever know exactly what he's going to show up with. We just know that if you mix hey it man, together, you're not living if you're not having YooHoo and off-brand, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, spicy spiced rum. You made uh, me scratch my head with, with the YooHoo uh, Canada Dry Ginger Ale. Where are drink. we going? Yeah. So yeah. you're you're filling somebody's quota. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, own. but we've got I, I invited JT to sit in with us tonight because. We're going to cover a uh, comedy record, and only the second one that we've done. So I'm JT, you, you know something about comedy? I assume. I well, we'll, we'll, we'll get into <laughs> a lot of that after after the break. But uh, yeah, let, let, let's get in, let's get on the other side of the show. So for now, let's I'm Shane. It. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. Hey, this is JT. This is somebody who likes it. So you who and spiced rum, that is Admiral Nelson's. It is Admiral Nelson's. Nice. See, I didn't know they had that. There's even a knockoff of Texas. that, and it's a lady. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be okay. Because my buddy Tim Sutton, we went camping in upstate New York, and we were drinking Admiral Nelson's by like the the bucket, and we figured out the empirical formula: you move a couple letters of the alphabet, and you denounce and rank. So Captain Morgan <laughs> becomes Admiral Nelson. Like, well, you I think the Admiral, M to the end. Admiral outranks Captain. Does it? Yeah. All right. So you get a higher ranking, like like a general in the navy. Yeah. No. Yeah. You get a higher (laughs) ranking because you want people to think that it's better stuff, even though it costs less money. I do actually think it tastes better. It's got like a vanilla thing going on. It does have a vanilla thing going on. So here's the deal. I went. I dropped by my local uh, liquor uh, purveyor the other day, and 
they had it on for half off for a 1.75 liter. It was like $12 yes. with tax. Yes. Try, I, you know, <laughs> I, I love how like a, a purveyor is generally someone that, that provides copious amounts of, of a product. Well, they did. To you. <laughs> they, yeah. they, so, like To most people, it's just a liquor store, but to you, it's a purveyor. So the high end would be like <laughs> Private Owens. <laughs> secret <laughs> secret stash. Yeah, it, it just goes down in quality yeah, to lower like, the rent. It would be just, like rejected uh, on the basis of flat feet Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> One bar. Just a bottle of kitchen <laughs> vanilla <laughs> in a used syrup container. Some guy with a big stick. Who, who's, right. All right. All right. Kevin. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what we have going on, and and yes. who, and who we and have? We well, got JT right. here. Yeah, so we so we lured JT into tell stories, but um, <laughs> in a van, promise of beer and <laughs> and then like a, you and a game night with no game. Uh, sketchiness, right? Yeah. So, Pirate but rum. but the, I've been super excited to to talk to you. Not for one of the reasons is the record that we're covering tonight, which is Kyle Canaan's Whiskey Icarus. Yes. And and the other is you just got back from Mexico. Indeed, yeah. What were you doing down there? I was out there for the uh, Akamal Comedy Festival, which is a, a really rad comedy festival that is put on by Stand Up Records, which is a label I'm signed to out of Minneapolis. And uh, last year I went down and did it as a full performer for the whole thing, and this year they asked me to come back and host their Best of the Festival closing ceremonies and uh, help a little bit with the production end of things too. And, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's basically cool. a benefit – for the Red Cross down there. Oh, that's cool. The Red Cross in Mexico gets no government funding, like $0. And so uh, basically in the last three or four years of the festival happening, they've bought like two ambulances, full-time staff, like saved all these people from drowning. And oh, wow. And a huge uh, addition to their uh, Red Cross, you know, barracks down there. And so it is pretty, pretty crazy, but... Um, it's, I'm making it sound like it's a lot of work. It's paradise. I mean. Do they? Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Like, I mean, do they like? Do they draw? Like, is it a like? Well, it's that... it's an interesting like. Akamal is south. Well, you're not doing comedy in Spanish, right? No, but they have a part of that. They have like three or four Spanish shows, um, which I didn't attend because I don't speak the language. It'd be cool if you had like a translator, like just on the mic. Like, I've seen that actually. <laughs> I, I do know one thing to make a uh, a dishwasher, a Spanish-speaking dishwasher, crack up, which is uh, Yo Soy El Diablo Baracho. And every single time they'll crack up, it just means I am the drunk devil. <laughs> you just wow. need to walk around Mexico and just, just tell Shrunk people. Drunk devil. <laughs> Can I ask you one question? So speaking yeah. of, so, so obviously, and, and, I, and I, wanna, I really want to hear the rest of this, but I just, I, you, know, you know how the cartels in Mexico could really revitalize their image. Start, no, like, they could do a, a Pablo Escobar kind of thing where he kind of gave yeah. back in addition to being a with giant trick. I'm, I'm saying if they wanted to rehabilitate their image, because let's let's admit it, it's a little tarnished. If they a wanted, little, if they wanted to rehabilitate their image, <laughs> just got a skosh of a nick to their image. Well, I mean, <laughs> kinder, what gentler. with the murders and all. Yeah. Look, I'm just I'm just speaking truth here, yeah. and they could start donating to right. St. Jude's Hospital, Red yes. Cross. Red Cross. I mean, the thing like when I before I had gone down there before uh, I had ever traveled to Akamal, you know, you hear you want to come down to Mexico and do comedy. I said not really, you know, because um, I've been through Laredo and you know El Paso and places that are close enough. Yeah. Where I mean, the la I was in El Paso on tour uh, with Mishka Shubali and Jay White Cotton a few months ago. 
and uh, we're outside the venue, and Jay Whitecotton was hanging out there, and a kid rolled up on his bike and just showed us his gun. <laughs> it's just like, okay. I mean, it was, you know, I missed most of it. Jay didn't want to tell me because he knew that I'd flip out. But uh, but Akamal is like an hour south of Cancun, and it's very safe. It's like, like a resort town, I guess. It's not like Cancun is very resorty. I spent three days there at the end. Uh, but Akamal is very, it's just kind of paradise, man. It's like everybody's friendly. Uh, you know, my wife came with me on this trip, and she went out jogging on the beach every morning, and I was fine with it. You know, it was just like, um, you know, it, it's it's really just laid back and a lot of retirees. You know, it's it's that type of a vibe. So nice. There was zero sketchiness you know and yeah. i'm coming from new york so my my sketchy even even Your having been in, meter is yeah uh, have, well tuned i have to turn it back on whenever i leave austin because i get real relaxed here and then i go into another city you know i'm in suddenly in, in mobile alabama of walking at night carrying gear and i said yeah see that shit's a lot sketchier to me than new york city oh mobile, sure alabama. uh at some point i do i, I do want to hear a little bit about uh the experience that you've had sure. you work with kyle oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, uh, Kyle and I hit it off. It's interesting because comics are, are working. Comics are largely lone wolves. Is how we kind of describe sure. it, you know. And, and but there's certain comics that I, you know, seem to be little clicks. Uh, there are. I avoid them. There are definitely little clicks. City specific clicks a lot of the time. Um, but but comics in general, it's like a fraternal working bond but well, you, not, you don't cross paths every now and then but yeah but there's like a respect thing but the certain comics that i've met that i just immediately felt a kinship with and kyle's one of them like we hit it off immediately just kind of i went to see him uh perform at the mohawk in austin here and this is bef- way years ago this is probably five or six years ago and really dug his stuff and i didn't talk to him until about three years ago when he was at cap city and we just immediately well, this yeah. record came out when, like, four or five years ago? Uh, 2012, maybe? Yeah, about, yeah. it was about Three 2012, yeah. 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 yeah, and he's got a new one out, but the but the reason I picked this album was that it's been off and on in rotation on the Comedy Channel on, uh, on Satellite Radio. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, and some of the bits where, like, I think he's got a, his, the funny thing is, is, like, there's this juxtaposition between the, like, how bright he obviously is and and how it like and how he intentionally flips the switch between like sort of highbrow insight and lowbrow uh, like outcome. Yeah. And I just think like that juxtaposition is fucking funny. Well, that's what like, Carlin did. I mean, you know, sure. he, uh, everybody remembers George Carlin for the, you know, the the seven things words you can't say on TV and all you know all that stuff. And it, you know, that's a huge part of what he is. But you watch Carlin specials. There's always like 15 minutes to just goofy jokes. Um, well, I do think so Kyle Kinane is the voice of Comedy Central, which now that I've heard this record, I can't not hear him. Yeah. But I'd never noticed. Like, oh, I've never yeah. noticed that either. And I've oh, listened yeah. to, I had listened to, uh, uh, I'm very familiar with this comedy. I think he's one of the funniest comedians working today. Any of the stuff, the bumpers between uh, shows and stuff, that, but it's mm-hmm. Kyle Kinane. I had no idea. It's weird because I've worked with Henry Rollins before, too, and I, he does so much voiceover stuff that now when I hear like a Ford, oh, yeah, Ford he, truck yeah. commercial, I'll be like, that's Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it just like instant like dog ears. You know? uh, the first time I heard Kyle Kinane, and you're going to hate me saying this probably, <laughs> but the first time I heard him, I was like laughing my ass off, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, when did Doug Stanhope get funny? Like when he's <laughs> funny. D- Doug will find that. Sp- yeah. Doug's like my Yoda. He'll find that fucking hilarious. I will. <laughs> I will call him after this. And he will. He'll find that hilarious. Wait, what'd you say? He's funny-ish. He's got his moments, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I used to work at. I used to work at a club here in town, 
and uh, he actually is really funny live. Um, <laughs> and he, he did. Oh, uh, <laughs> You're cracking me up. He, he did two. He did two shows, and um, in between shows, he went in the green green room, and I was back there, and he's and some lady's like, "Do you want to do some coke?" And he's like, "Yes," and then and then that happened, and then he went back up on stage and, shocked, and told the, the whole story about what you saw. Happened. Stand up do two shows in one night. Yeah. Yeah. When was that? Would be the Velveeta Room or something? No, 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 it was at Antone's, and it was sold out. Like he did two shows in one night. Yeah, I would like, um, yeah, definitely, definitely. Jesus, because that there. I wow, okay, wow, well, that's Kevin, a, that's Kevin a long time ago. Kevin he does not early do on in, in this, this podcast, in like, this uh, is probably in 0809. Right. Kevin early on in this podcast brought up something that I thought was a pretty salient point, which was that like people who become kind of prominent artists tend to like do and say things in public that most of us wouldn't do. And Doug Stanhope's a really good example of that. Well, it's and, interesting. And actually Kyle Kinane kind of too. Well, they're but both very not center of attention guys, though, which is, you know. That's uh, true. Because those They'll are the two guys that I. I everything. Well, they will, but they're also not like, neither one of them are the type that are going to go up to you and be like, hey, here's your problem. You know what I mean? They, they're not that. If you ask them something, there's going to be no filter. They're going to tell you the truth, which any good comment And they'll will. say it in front of hundreds of people. Yeah, because that's our fucking that's, job. That's, the, that's, <laughs> the, that's, <laughs> that's what yeah. we do for a living. I've, I've, <laughs> I've met Kyle. I've only met him once. I, um, I was... I had met Jonah Ray and I was hanging out with him for an afternoon and this is South by Southwest a few uh-huh. years ago and um and and I met Kyle through him and he was the just a sweet person like really quiet. Well, he is. Yeah, he's he's great. He's yeah. he's a well, really good dude. Well, that's the impression I get but he's his uh sort of exterior is really grizzled. Yeah, but that's just stage armor. I mean, like people often are if they don't know me as doing a doing comedy they're often like, man, you're really quiet and reserved off stage, you know, because I approach it like an Iggy Pop Ramones thing where once I'm on stage, I become just, the ranty fucking guy. Yeah, you throw it all out. But after I, uh, you know, I don't want to be, I'm pretty, res- not reserved, but just kind of keep to myself off stage. So it's, I don't know, to me, that's not that, maybe it's too much inside baseball that I kind of know these guys that, you know, that's not surprising to me that they're. They come off as very, uh, <laughs> but well, it would be in, hard to, to carry that off all the time. Like, yeah, but comics do it. There's certain ones that are always on, and it's fucking exhausting to be yeah, around. I would, I could only imagine. Like, yeah, yeah that's would, exhausting. Yeah, you need an off like, switch. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yes. That's talking about a craving <laughs> for attention, like a, in a in a whole other way. But mm-hmm. s- since we're sitting here and talking about Kyle Kinane and his stand up and his voice, and why don't I think this is a perfect time to segue Get into, into a, a clip? Yeah, to a clip. Let's uh, let everybody hear some of this stuff. Uh, I think Kyle takes a, a really interesting tack with uh, with with regard to airline humor, and they're frankly some of the funniest bits on this album. So, why don't we uh, take a take a clip from the unrelated Flaming Youth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> unrelated title Flaming Youth, right. and uh, and see where that goes. We'll come back on the other side. I get up, I address the people sitting across the aisle from me who I've never spoken to before, but now it's like we're old bar buddies. How we doing, Jimmy? We need a topper. Todd, you good on that? They're asleep. They don't even know. I bumper bowl myself back to the bar. It's just the emergency exit in a cupboard. And I, I find my flight attendant and I ask for two more drinks. And she, she obliges initially. Uh, and she goes in there and she's tinkering around. But for some reason, she, she came back out of the drink, but she had this change of heart. From that moment to here, because she came like, 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 like just then she realized I pulled an aha video down the whole aisle, just slamming into stuff. Because she brings the drinks out, but she's not presenting them to me. She's got them locked back here, 
And she looks at me with this look of concern, and she leans in and like does that whisper, like she doesn't want to embarrass me by what she's about to say. And she just says, "Are you driving?" And I know she meant eventually. But when the world gives you a little gift like that, you don't let it go to waste. So I, I put my hands around her hands on the drinks, and then I leaned in even closer. And I was like, "I hope not." I think we might be on an airplane. As a little one of these, like, who's joking around with who? Huh? Huh? Hey, hey. And then I got him, and I was like, "Yeah, wink, point, keep it cool, hot stuff, whatever it's that." It's fair to say that uh, that Kyle has a pretty unique take on on air travel, or at least the idea of like how you purchase air travel and then what the shit happens once you get in the air. He's like a straight David Sedaris. Like he tells these stories that are like amazing yeah. in the way that he frames them, and he probably embellishes a Dude, little bit. I million fucking years never, ever, ever would have thought of that connection, but as soon as you said it, like the synapses clicked in my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, I could yeah. see that. Yeah, like, like oh my god, these things are probably like all these ridiculous stories have happened to me. I'm just not that funny. But we've ta- he talks plenty about air travel, but beyond that, like. I think he uh, he has a little bit of fun exploring other other territory, terra firma. What did you, there's Shane? It's, did uh, you have a favorite bit? A, a lot. I, I like the whole, I love the whole record. Um, a lot of it, especially in the beginning, and it's interspersed. And, and in the earlier stuff that he did, uh, the record before this, he he touches on a lot of this too. But it's sort of like a lot of it is observational comedy for. Like people like Bill Davis, an uh, old roommate of mine who uh, would get up at or stay up all night and get a paper at 7 o'clock in the morning and buy a 12-pack of beer whenever the stores mm-hmm. opened at 12. Oh, he'd read like, a, the, like the New York Times. He would read and, the New York Times yeah. and, and drink Pabst Blue or Natural Light Ice, um, having stayed up all night long. This is seven days a week and would go as soon as they started selling beer. And only ate like egg rolls and frozen pizza. That's super weird. You say that because when I, I asked Kyle, I said like, "Who is your muse?" And he said, "Bill Davis." It was really weird. Mm-hmm. Oh, it this makes complete sense. That would actually sense. Bill Davis. If you knew this guy, he's got an incredibly raspy voice. <laughs> he's uh-huh. an American artist. Pearl Snap so, shirt. Oh well, yeah. there you. Yeah, yep. Like he's mm-hmm. living the life mm-hmm. a little bit. <laughs> no, that, that would make sense. Um, they, you know what? They should do. Bill like Davis, meeting. whom we met uh, while having contentious trivia matches. That's true, and he bought yeah. us pictures of Sounds beer. Sounds serious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Okay, anyway, so yeah, it's observational humor um, for people that are not of the Tony set, as it were. The toughest thing in the world is trying to describe the type of comedy you do. Like sure. People ask, you know, like, what? so what kind of comedy? I'm like, oh, God, I, yeah. And then you immediately feel pigeonholed, I'm sure. Well, like, it's just it's like, hard. I, I always put it in the context of, like, all right, if this comic and this comic were together, it'd be kind of like that. Because I mean, that's, that's, that's the like only what, other way to do. do That's what bands do, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's well, somewhat, and if you're unique enough, like, it's going to be hard, and it should be. Yeah, no, I agree with you, absolutely. It yeah, should be red, like, how do you, how would you ever, like, explain, like, the kind of comedy? I mean, like, I mean, there are just very unique yeah. guys out there. Yeah, well, if you sound just like somebody else, you're doing it wrong. Right. Yeah, it's true. Or you're doing somebody else's material. 
Anyway. Yeah. So, um, so again, <laughs> now this is this is totally one of those deals too, where again because the because the tracks don't marry up to the content, you have to go it's look like, at the. I was like, the I, really, I was like, hmm, what's Beth about? Anyway, there, uh, it's <laughs> about a kiss song. <laughs> I, right. Yeah. The worst kiss song, by the way. Oh, They're all bad. Uh, what are you talking the, about? No, but that one's especially bad. I don't want to pick it one of these days. The ballad. Yo, yeah. Uh, it's no Doctor Love or whatever. Did you guys not, ever see Kiss vs. the Phantom of the Park? Ugh. That's the I movie, did when I was like we like should eight watch or when something. we when, when yeah. we do our thing and not break in two, like but a, but Kiss Phantom yeah. of the Park. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one of these uh, with at, like that I know is not an airplane bit because we just did that and let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we are not cliche. <laughs> you should just do airplane bits and everybody will yeah. think like that's what and the whole so, record is. And about. so instead we're gonna talk about air. Oh, wait, airline. Wait, no, wait. With Kyle. Um, yeah, let's say um, let's let's pick off a little bit of the the opening montage of uh, Detroit Rock City. That's a great. I was going to suggest that one. Yeah, yeah that's let's, good stuff. Let's, let's get in there. Let's do that. I know you got a lot of choices what to do with your free time. Thanks for coming to see Uncle Barbecue tell us dumb dumb stories for a little while. Just gonna spit a couple yarns and we'll all get on to our fun carefree lifestyles. Well. <laughs> I think a lot of comedy comes from uh, shared experiences, things that we can relate to. Uh, keeping that in mind, uh, anybody else in here get so drunk last month you had to call a cab just to take you to Wendy's? <laughs> couple, all right, maybe, couple, right there. Yeah, get to that, that special point in your mid-30s where you realize that drinking responsibly and crying for help just kind of turned into the same thing. <laughs> Real successful Saturday night home alone. I want those spicy nuggets. You're too drunk to drive. We'll call a cab because you deserve them. <laughs> I'm doing the right thing. How come it still feels sad? Not this Fun 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 Fest. The year before, Kyle and I were working together at Fun 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 Fest, and uh, he got in the night before we were both performing. And so we met up and went to dinner. Uh, we went to Chewy's, which is my, one of my favorite Tex-Mex joints. And we're down there having dinner. And uh, he's ta- we're talking about just cuisine. You know, we're both kind of food nerds. And he was like, I heard a lot about this place, Frank, the hot dog place. And he's from Chicago. So I knew, he's like, how does it measure up? And I'm originally from New York, so we have the dirty water dogs there. Right and, on. you know, he's got the Chicago dogs with the, the pickles on them and that whole nine. The Daglo relish. The Daglo relish, right, yeah. The, the mustard relish or whatever weird <laughs> aberration that is and uh we were talking about hot dogs i was like yeah you know frank's pretty good man but you know it's it's kind of pricey it's like seven or eight bucks for like a hot dog or whatever and he goes dude i have fucking hot dog money <laughs> just about, i was like i'm going to tweet that quote out until i or you die because that is the funny i have hot dog money uh, Kyle he's, he's got like a special account oh man hot dog money that just yeah, cracked like, me up it's only like for pizza late night shit like yeah. you keep a certain it, like, i love that that's like the the level of success for comics like dude i can i can buy a hot dog, I can uh, hot, dog it's hot dog money i love that you mentioned frank because not only well, because we know I, those owners both of them we, oh yeah, right on consider those, this a plug oh. yeah, but, no, but, but beyond that <laughs> not uh, a big deal, but beyond that this is what i thought was really interesting uh-huh. uh, maria bamford tweeted that they this past week, I guess during Moon Tower, yeah. they changed the name of a bunch of their I saw that products, and, like and the... she tweeted at Pat Oswalt and said, "Hey, they've got a failure ball here." Ah, and like nice. they were, and that's pretty much what it was. Right like on. It was like beanie weenies and cheese, and nice. probably too much gravy and uh-huh. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that was pretty funny. And then uh, 
Yeah, Kyle and I did punk rock bowling in Vegas together last year with Joe Sib and uh, Jay White Cotton. Can you Joe expound on on what what punk rock bowling is? Sure, it's a big festival. It's been going on about twelve years now. It's promoted by uh, the Stern Brothers from Youth Brigade. If you ever saw Another State of Mind, that documentary from back in the day. With Producer Mark is nodding. Mark is nodding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the rest of us are. Mark, do you? I, I, I'm know. familiar, but do you want to say something about that? Do you want a mic for a second? You want my mic? I thought you'd. Okay. Another State of Mind is like a, a seminal on the road kind of you know these the youth brigade guys got a school bus and went across country and teamed up with like social distortion and minor threat and all these bands all oh, right man. and uh the two brothers the primary brothers are mark and sean stern and they run this thing punk rock bowling it started uh, about 12 years ago as just like a bands would get together and labels and stuff and they bowl against each other in vegas and some play some shows and it's turned into a three-day Five to eight thousand person per day festival and night shows and oh wow uh, still involves big, bowling yeah there's bowling during the day <laughs> uh, it's more music festival than anything else now and and Joe Sib and I in the like five years ago Joe Sib runs Side One Dummy Records and he does stand up comedy he's a buddy of mine and uh, he invited Joe and I down well, there he like host a punk rock show he has a radio show too called yeah. uh, Complete Control yeah yeah and. Uh, he, they brought Joe and I down to do comedy, you know, to try it with the bands and stuff. And it was hard, it's a hard thing to do when you're the lone comic with a ton of bands and people are drunk and oh, you're in Vegas. I'm sure. And the PAs aren't great. Like, the sound was an issue. So it wasn't really working, but they really still wanted to do it. So about three years ago, Joe and I kind of took the reins and put it in a casino in the Golden Nugget as a comedy thing with, like, Mike Weeby from the Rubo Gamblers and Dave Crumbum. And, he is uh, funny. He is yeah, funny they're great. Uh, and, I, don't, I don't know the Crumbum guy, but uh, Mike Weeby is a funny motherfucker. Yeah, Mike, you know, I made him do stand-up. I made him get on stage for the first time. Is that true? That's true. Yeah, he's on my record with me. Um, but the, I, I knew that Mike had the instinct to be funny, and I that made guy. him do it. I booked him on our altercation uh, punk rock barbecue and said, you're doing a set, and that was his first stand-up set. He's he's really funny, he's but great. every time that I've ever seen the Riverboat Gamblers, it looks like he might have to go to the hospital. Oh, he's a maniac. Climbs up on the Mike, highest thing. Mike and the Gamblers is a very different Mike than the Mike. Uh, well, he's done. He's done twenty way two. He's done the show. yes. Okay, yeah. He mentioned that to me actually. Yeah, yeah. he's super funny. Yep. Um, but here nor there, punk rock bowling yeah. uh, has slowly evolved. To last year, we took over uh, um, a giant <laughs> performance arena. I held like seven hundred people at the plaza. We kicked Louis Anderson out of his residency. Like Louis, Louis Anderson. There's a joke to be made there. Louis Anderson's jazzy was in the backstage area that we were riding around on, and he got the night off, and we took over his room. His jazzy, yeah, yeah, like, like it was the idling. motorized. Yeah, no, thing. It, was just, it was idling. Well, the keys were in it. Somebody it, may or may not have gotten in a ride. It's sort of like a like, it's like a, a hover around. It's a hover around. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a get you there oh, there's, scooter. There's like a weasel. Is he or that big like, now that he has to? I don't know. I didn't see him there, but I saw his gold star door. And yeah. his jazzy parked outside it. But uh, uh, anyway, it was uh, Joe Sib and Kyle and myself and Jay Whitecott and all these guys. And we uh, we did the show, and it was awesome. And uh, then we ran around and watched. Have you ever been to Fremont Street in Vegas? It's like in the old Rat Pack district. Yes. That's the best. Like, yes. Absolutely yes. the best. It's the kind yeah. of sleazy it's area. so great. And that's where punk rock bowling happens. You know what? I once saw a man. I was in a casino near there. He was a very, very tall Asian man, by the way. And I'm 6'1", and this guy towered over me. <laughs> it's like a car. He came, bit. and he put a $1,000 chip, $1,000 chip on one number in roulette and hit and won $50,000. Shut. Wow. So got his chips and left. I don't want to bum you out, but that was 1,000 yen. 
Was well, it? <laughs> I, I, I suspect not. It's just, <laughs> just funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> that was like 50 bucks American. I'm not anyway. doing conversion in my head. I'm it, like, was a, it was a thousand yen chip. It was, <laughs> it's, uh, I'm like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? <laughs> hey, JT, we're going yeah. to we're gonna, we're gonna, get we're into the intermission. Move to the intermission. Okay. And, um, are you going to be able to stick around for a what little bit? What time is it? It's, I think it's, so. It's uh, uh, yeah. 9.40. 9.40? Yeah, yeah, I can hang out for a while. Okay, yeah. cool, because... Um, well, we'll talk about this in a minute, but it's my night to pick, and I'm normally this is the the part where we, we all like watch a video nap. together. Mm-hmm. I don't, I do have a video. <laughs> we'll talk about it in a minute. Mark, <laughs> let's go to the intermission. Okay. Oh, uh, it's time for a few minutes with um, our intermission segment, and it's my turn this week. Um, and do um, you guys want to know what I picked? I would love to know. Before I tell you. What is it? Okay, so this is a song by Lakeside. And Lakeside was the band that put out uh, Fantastic Voyage, which we all know. Ah. Um, that was their one big hit. And this uh, came not too long after that. I think that was in 79. Yeah, right um, after they ripped off Coolio. That is right. right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, hey, listen. Why do you Coolio think was some, tonight, look, Coolio was shot. in short pants? <laughs> I believe at the time. Why do you think that you haven't seen Coolio putting out anything in the last fifteen years? <laughs> She's mad at Weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> this is oh, that's come full circle now. Right. Um, so this is a song that came not long after that, and it's, and it's entitled "Ever Ready, Man." Lakeside. So a couple of things we learned while we were watching that along with you guys <laughs> was that uh, Ever Ready Man does refer to the batteries, Mark pointed out. Thank you, Producer Mark. And he's talking about how all the energy he has. And then he says at one point, just just call me 24-hour Dan. He's her Ever Ready Man. Well, no. Like, whenever she's ready, like he'll show up there yeah. with an erection. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, I mean, that's a subtext, I guess. Yeah. Uh, nine he does not specifically uh, say I'll have an erection when I show up. But no, like, he does. But you know, it would be really great. <laughs> You'll have a big D if he said it in those. If he's like, just call me anytime, and I'll have a twenty-four hour erection when I show up. <laughs> like the way you said it. <laughs> yeah. So, sort of I a weird. My, 
yeah, weird yeah, Cialis yeah. thing where they have to sit in separate tubs for it to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, well, the gauzy <laughs> lighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I like it. That, you know, so one of the so we watched this video. And there wasn't really a video, but sometimes there <laughs> there are user video like 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 viewer videos th- that they will. Some post. people feel compelled to put a video together for a song. That but it's it was an ad hoc like fli- It's more like a but. flip book than it is a video. There's still images that are on the screen for several seconds, and they leave and they come back. That seems to be pretty unrelated to the song. Well, it's all anime. <laughs> <laughs> but Japan, Japanese anime. Well, well like anime, anime is anime Japanese, is, yeah. dumbass. Uh, so, so one of the, one of the things that love that, this guy over here. That thinks, yeah, that's what it's Native mean. American anime. Right. It, yeah. Yes. Oh. Um, wait, what was that noise I just said? Huh. Um, it's like I want to start with like how 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 how. Mark uh, will put that in later. Yeah. Thank. Can you do that for us, Mark? Yeah. That'll make me very happy. Um, so. The cover of so I I was I was I would be remiss in my duties if I didn't tell you or or if I didn't go back and correct my mistake, which is that this album actually did come out on the same album that Fantastic Voyage did, and it was the uh, the, uh, the, uh, the eponymous well not eponymous but it was a Fantastic Voyage was the name of the album. But one so I want to read you one thing about. Okay, so on this record, they're on a pirate ship in all dressed in pirate costuming, which, by the way, interestingly enough, fits well with our whole conversation about Admiral Nelson and Captain Morgan earlier. <laughs> it tonight. all comes full circle, sure. In which we yeah. didn't know at the time. What was but the other one? Ensign flat-footed. It didn't quite get in because of flat-footedness, Sam. Yeah. Right. So, so one of the things about this band, this is a highly interesting Wikipedia. Um, entry and I, I and I and I will recommend it to anyone that would like to go and read about Lakeside. But here's a here's an actual sentence from their Wikipedia entry: The band dressed in costumes on their album covers, including pirates, 1920s police officers, cowboys, Arabian Nights, and even Robin Hood. That's a lot of tights. Jesus. Your tight budget has to How be. Well, that's room. a lot of records a lot too of, for a, a band budget. that I've never fucking heard of. That's more one, scarves two, than three, Aerosmith. Four. I mean, what? Right, how is that? Right. It, 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 that becomes like your thing. Like, you know what? You know what's going to be the thing that ties all our records together? Our thing is going to be we're going to dress in different costumes on our album covers. <laughs> like, what? Who like decided that in the band meeting? Like, that's I, that's probably not that far off from your Earth, Wind, and Fires and. Parliament. And no, it's pretty far. Uh, oh, 1920s police. Officer. I'm imagining like with the big bobby hats and like the, the yeah, like the hamburger. No, specifically, yeah, the hamburger, the Big yeah. Mac cop. But outrageous <laughs> costumes <laughs> were a thing in the 70s. So, what did you guys think about the song "Ever Ready Man"? Um, well, I mean, I feel like I feel like he has a message. He's delivering it. <laughs> uh, see, I feel like horn players yeah. must have been on strike because there's a lot of Casio fucking horns going on. In that song. Yeah, it's, uh, so someone yeah. should say we couldn't figure out in the beginning. You think they could find a trumpet? We we're like, is it on yet? I think it's on. <laughs> this is actually the song. Is it video game music? And then the guys start singing, and you're and you're like, oh wait, no, this is the actual yeah. song. Oh, this is an actual song. Yeah. yeah. Just call me Twenty Four Hour Dan. Can you, you guys? So I, I reckon the 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 singer's name was Dan. What well, would only no, the, work the, if his name the was The singer's Dan. name is Mark Adam Wood, Jr. Uh, see, but you could there's never no do... There's no 24... There's no Dan. 
If Wood Junior. <laughs> come on. If there was a well, twi- just call me Junior. Doesn't really, quite have like, the same Wood Junior. <laughs> like just that, call me Mark Adam Wood Junior. <laughs> you lose the Junior part. You go with Mr. Wood. You don't go with Wood well, Junior. Frankly, well, I mean, if we're like, talking yeah. about erections in the song Wood anyway. Senior. Like, you don't like, want Wood Senior Mr. either. Mr. Wood. Yeah, that would work. No, but Mr. Wood. Look, we're or Doctor Wood. This song, Twenty Four Hour Dance. Professor Wood. Doctor Wood. Look, I like Professor Wood. Professor Wood. He studied together. Professor Wood. Professor Wood. Look, the album. I mean, the song is referring to erections anyway, yeah. of yes. which wood is a euphemism for. So wood junior is that, you know, that goes against what the song is talking about. Shane's He's doing something weird with his mass. hand right now. I don't know what that mass. is. I'm, I'm simulating <laughs> a, 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 a erection. It looks like his finger doesn't work. Yeah. That's all I know. It's one finger. You turn it upside down, you're finding the G-spot on a ghost. Uh, <laughs> Good God. Well, thank you for this, Shane. Anyway. You're welcome. Was, uh, I, a lot of, I've been wanting to share that with you guys for a lot of funk couple math. weeks now. So. <laughs> I'll never look at uh, still motion anime slices again. Wait, or, or, the, or, the, or the cover of their album when they're in Pirates. Yeah, that was pretty good. That's good stuff. All right. Okay, should we get well, back let's into go it? Let's back into the show. Let's do it. That, hey, you were saying during the break, uh, I stopped you. You had a story to tell, JT. Oh, I mean, well, the the Vegas thing was just pretty much we we watched like one of those. They have a uh, in in Fremont District uh, an eighties cock rock band that plays, you know, two shows every Tuesday, two shows Wednesday, no, black on Friday. <laughs> you should be a, you should be an announcer at a strip club. By the way, that's pretty good. That was kind of my dream job for a while. I did when I was in college. I worked in radio. <laughs> I DJed. Dream job? Yeah, for a while. Oh man, dream job! Oh, that's a great job. You get paid to play shit music. And coming to the main stage, Sapphire. Let's hear it for the lead. Let's show him the fives and the tens, uh, gentlemen. Okay. Hey, all hey, all the You're like Jerry Lewis announcing strippers. <laughs> well, <Wow. Lady. laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. Candy with a K. We've actually told. Uh, <laughs> I I have told a little bit of this story previous <laughs> to this podcast, mm-hmm. but. Uh, but I actually was was got semi recruited to be a to be an announcer. How is that not the like, best corny? I, when we were on tour, actually, in uh, Jay Whitecott and I were on tour in Bridgeport, Connecticut, and we home we got, of home. Sketchy. Well, yeah, it's a little sketch. But we walked into this place called Ruby's, and uh, it was like noon, and it was a BYOB all nude strip club. And their DJ was a guy named Wild Bill who wore like a fringe leather vest. He was of like eight hundred years course. old. <laughs> And he played obscure <laughs> shit. Like, White Cotton and I are really music nerds. And he was playing. We're like, dude, this is like a Warren Zevon B-side. What is happening right now? And we walked in there. It was the first stop on our tour. We flew in a day early, actually, to go see Stanhope and Junior Stopka play in Connecticut. And so we had a day to just chill before our opening guy picked us up and we went to the show that night. So we stayed in the strip club for eight hours. We walked in with all our suitcases. Wait. Eight hours. How long? Eight hours. We spent 50 bucks. We went through an entire <laughs> bottle of whiskey. We got to know all the strippers on a first-name basis, and we walked in, and they thought we were door-to-door salesmen because we had all our suitcases with merch. And they're like, what's in the suitcase? And they made us open our bags. We're like, we're comics. And as soon as the strippers found out you're comedians, they're like, oh, it, you know, you got uh, – it was favorable treatment as far as like uh, – Wait, you spent $50 over eight hours? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, do the math dude. on that. We brought a bottle of whiskey, That's drank crazy. the entire bottle. We stayed yeah. there for – from noon until 8 p.m. Wait, wait, wait. So that means you spent $50 on lap dances. No, no, no. 
No, I think we got fifty dollars in singles, Dude, and we just tipped. Like oh, Twenty minutes and drank a bar. Not at this one. And <laughs> I interviewed the DJ. While, While Bill, Bill, who's also a spoken word artist, and of years course old, he is, and a logger, and of uh, course he is. Yeah, he's on my. You hear him on my uh, theroadpodcast dot com in this odd jobs uh, podcast I did about I don't know six months ago. So yeah, look that up. Uh, uh, Ruby's Ruby's Two, I believe, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Oh my god! Official strip club of the Altercation Pub Comedy Tour. Go Ruby's Two. Ruby's Two, like number two. I think there's presumably a Ruby's One. Uh, what what was I talking about? Before? I don't know. We got off on well. We were... Oh, cock rock. So yeah. So Kyle's a big <laughs> metalhead cock rock guy. Even though we both come from punk rock backgrounds, uh, he knew all the words to all the White Snake songs and everything. And later that night, I went to see uh, Off with Their Heads, who's a mutual friend of ours, Ryan Young, the singer from that, uh, runs a great podcast called Anxious and Angry. And we were at Off with Their Heads, and Kyle disappeared. And I got a text message an hour later. He said. Went to Rock of Ages by myself, wasted off my ass, having the time of my life. That's <laughs> like fucking right on, dude. That was a pretty good impression, too. Oh, thanks. See, I don't even, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, JT, you have not yet uh, dropped the info on how people can find you. Oh, sure, all that stuff. Um, you can go to jtcomedy.com. Uh, that has all of my spiel. I just dropped sixty dates today. Uh, that takes me through November of this year. Um, so you can get all the dates there. Uh, I run the roadpodcast.com, which is my podcast because every comedian has to have a podcast, but mine isn't limited to comics. There's a lot of like interviews with people like the Melvins and Henry Rollins on there. If you're into that type of shit right and, on. uh, standuprecords.com, of course, if you want to buy my or Kyle Kinane's back vinyl, you can get a lot of it at standuprecords.com. Sweet. Yeah. And I'm going to be recording a new special for standup records this summer. Um, but yeah, this week is perfect. You got me like the, the sweet spot of a, of a time right here. I'm home for the next well, two we weeks. We should probably get back into a little Kyle Kinane. Uh, well, we're, we're getting out. We're getting toward the, it's. Why don't we just get let me throw one piece of trivia that I've heard, and I haven't confirmed this with Kyle yet. Sure. I heard, you know, the Wolfman, the classic horror movie. Yes. I sure. heard that Kyle Kinane's grandfather was the stunt double for the Wolfman for Lon Chaney Jr. Is that true? And you could see it, right? I yes. mean, yeah. I mean, beards aside. Yeah, you would no, think so. Beards yeah. and lineage yeah. aside. Yeah. I've never no, been able... I always want to ask him about that, and we always get hammered, and I always forget. So uh, the next time he comes to town, I'm going to force him to, to answer that question. But that's also, what I was told. So pink told. panties and wolfmen. <laughs> yeah, and have you guys... Pink yeah. panties and wolf... Have you guys seen the drunk history, the last one that Kyle Kinney was on? Oh, my God. It's... It's great. I laughed yeah. so hard that mm. shit, like, not, yeah. like, tears forcefully squirted out of my eyes. Well, Kyle not drink shit squirted out of my ass, Mark. That so he had to be really hammered. I was, I was, oh, can I ask you one question of about this? So, um, so, so, I, like, I am, I am mostly on, I'm, I'm about 95% on board, but the thing that I, the thing that I don't <laughs> totally get uh-huh. with, with Kinane is, oh, I thought you were going to be like with what you no, do. No, no, with you. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Fuck comedians. Yeah. No, uh, the thing that the thing that I don't that I don't a hundred percent get with Kinane is the is the like the fussiness about craft beer. Uh, and I, I get some of it because there's oh, a certain no, that's it in Kevin where he lives. There's though. a certain I know, there's I know. A certain pretentiousness. Yeah. I'm not there sure I know what it. you mean. Like he, so like, he so likes he, craft beer or he's so against no, it. No, he's got a craft, he's got a, not he, is, craft. he has a bit. Yeah, he has craft, a bit about. Right. Well, yeah, actually, right, like, probably uh, prefers the P to the FT. Yeah. So uh, so 
Is it so, just like craft beer people are snobs? I think, like, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I think that's maybe. I don't know. We just drink whiskey. Like, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I know he does drink is. beer. But you know I, the I name of the record is Whiskey Icarus, right? Well, I know. Well, that's but true. I think I think in fairness to give a fuck. I think I think in fairness to Kyle that maybe on material that's newer than what than what was on this record. But uh, I but know. I am but I, let me put it this way maybe this is, maybe that's homework for me and uh, and something that uh, the next time that we have you on I can ask you yeah no absolutely yeah well let's go listen I'll to another uh, clip from <laughs> Mr. Right. Canane we were talking about the uh, 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 atheism atheism bit and yeah mm-hmm. of course it's not named anything like that it's not. not. Yeah, that's uh, you know one of the things about this record that we're all really appreciative of is that, uh, but also Kyle's makes it a little bit harder to deal with. Uh, Kyle's creativity extends to the uh, extends to the fact that he called this track uh, "Do You Love Me." Yeah, so Which go buy the vinyl to see the, all the track listings on the back of Gal uh, Ganey's record coming to the main stage. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, next time we do the pole and twirling. Next time that we have JT on the show, a um, little bit of dry ice. You yeah. think we should do dry ice? What's dry? What is that? Yeah, sure. We'll oh, do, we'll, dry yeah, we'll, we'll I do thought you said dry ice. We'll do the like you play like the end of the Fox and the Hound and see who makes it. <laughs> see who Excuse can make me it. while I kiss <laughs> this guy. Oh, God. And here's the end of Big Fish. Let's see. <laughs> Anybody crying yet? I don't know. Jesus. Anyway, I did right. cry at the end of Fox and the Hound the first time yeah, I saw it. Yeah, who didn't? I, in the theaters. It's I just sad. I just go on record to say that. Right. I'll admit it. If I you cried didn't, at you're a monster. I'm going to slam my head in this desk for a few times while we listen to this track. All right. I think I'm just going to start believing in God again. <laughs> Why not? Not out of any kind of, like, repent or anything. Like, I'm not scared. I'm just bored. <laughs> it's just a more fun place if you're agnostic. Like, just leave the maybe there, you know? It's just more fun. Like, why do trees grow so tall? Maybe it's God. Is that a guy following us with a knife? Maybe it's a chupacabra. You know, it's just... <laughs> It's the world's a more whimsical place if you get into that. I want to believe in ghosts. Like, that's why I get maid service. I like to pretend it's a real courteous poltergeist. Spirits are real, and they made the bed. That was real nice of them. I believe in Bigfoot. I think Bigfoot's real, but I think his whole thing is that he, uh, he fucks you while you're camping. And that's why the true story never came out. You're just camping, your tent opens up, and you're like, oh, man, it's Bigfoot. And he's just like, shh. <laughs> Nobody's going to believe you, bro. <laughs> Take off your pants. <laughs> That's why Bigfoot walks like that, all laid back, just got done fucking Shit, there goes Bigfoot. Looks like he just got his dick wet. Yeah, Bigfoot. Yeah, Kyle taking me on as an atheist. <laughs> Those damn agnostics. Well, Button heads all the time. And, uh, and Patton's an atheist, too. And mm-hmm. I thought that was interesting because one of the things that you told us, and I think this was in between when we were taping, was yeah. that, was that uh, there, was a, there was a bit that we listened to earlier, and you were like, yeah, this is where you can tell that he, like, is taking a little like inspiration from Patton. Well, yeah, I was, I was, I was like, referring so to it as like your Yoda, you know, like a lot of like, sure. cause we're like total peer groups. Like I think Canaan's like six months younger than me or something like that. And so a lot of comics in that age group I've found 
uh, older comics that are well known will sometimes take you under their wing a little bit and kind of mentor you in a sense. Not not that there's a lot of you know fucking little school uh, little league type coaching going on or anything like that. But like Pat Oswalt was one of the first people to bring out and really champion Kyle Kinane. Stan Hope did that for me. Cool. You know, and so there's certainly times where you I don't know the the influence kind of you know the homage if you will comes out. I think the wordplay on that where uh, I don't remember what he said. Uh, Uncle Barbecue's something or Uncle other. Uncle Barbecue's dumb dumb stories. Dumb dumb stories. He's yeah. very similar to like a yeah. Pat Oswalt saying like a you know uh, Uncle Touchy's terror basement or whatever. You know, <laughs> right? I had totally thing on that. that. I was like, that's you know. And there's totally times where people would be like, wow, you just channeled Stanhope for a minute when you went into that rant about AA or whatever. So, you know. So, uh, well, no, and thank you, like. Uh, we, that and I feel like we could easily sit here and ask you another hour's worth of questions. Well, thanks for having me, man. I'm sorry I'm under a time thing. No, no, uh, it's all good. Anytime this is, I'm around, this is great. Know. We were we would love to have you back. Absolutely. But in the meantime, so this will probably break. You know, usually we these break a little bit after we start. So assuming like two weeks down the road, uh-huh. like where are you going to be? Uh, so that's what are we are May. I'm doing a thing called Loud Fest in Bryan, Texas, which is a weekend of bands and me. <laughs> the only comedy yeah, act. Yeah. In, in, around Texas A&M. Like, yeah, a it's bunch up there. Of, like, yeah. It's really liberal. Really, it's going to be really liberal people. Oh, super liberal. I've been up there before and have a great time. Do the Revolution Bar up there quite a bit, but it's Venomous Maximus and Ass and uh, Girl Band and a lot of really awesome bands. So Wait, be, the band's name is Ass? A-S-S, all capitals. They're fucking, fucking great. Badass. Total thrash. They're fantastic. Uh, Matt, who books a lot of stuff up there, is in that band. And so I'll be doing that. Uh, I'll be doing Houston and also Victoria, Texas, where the last time I was there with Mike Weeby from the Gamblers, a full 30-person riot broke out in the middle of our stand-up set. Sounds about right. And the cops rushed in with guns drawn. That was red. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll be going out in, uh, in June and doing some stuff around town as well, a two-week run uh, with a guy, Jay Shanoin, from the East Coast is flying in, and we're doing Dallas and... Uh, Oh god, the rubber gloves up in Denton, and uh, that's a great room. I love fantastic. Those I love yeah. the gloves. We're doing uh, Opolis up in Norman, Oklahoma, and Fayetteville, Arkansas, where I've never been, and we're doing Memphis Punk Fest 2015. I just really like the idea that uh, I'm doing Houston. I'm doing <laughs> <Dallas>. <laughs> I'm the new Debbie. I'm gonna it's do the, it. Uh, that's the, the Dipsy Do of the uh, the, di- the, the Dipsy Do of the world. Can I incorporate exactly. Dipsy Do into my fucking everyday? I think you should. Actually, I don't know exactly which way. I I don't know it, the, what sort of art is it? An article? Uh, it's a rockabilly haircut. Is what? Yeah, Dipsy Do. That sounds about right. It's a homemade. It's like our gang around in front. Right. Yeah. But anyway, you can just go to jtcomedy.com and has all my well, and 60 have, plus you, dates. Do you need to go perform comedy right now? Is that what's happening? Uh, fortunately, no. <laughs> Coming back from 10 days of, of living and breathing comedy in Mexico, like that's hard work. It was great. But uh, no, I'm, this week, this week I'm, I'm just doing business stuff, just like booking, and I have to go see some friends downtown whose bands are playing from out of town. So it's one of those said I'd be there, going to be there type things. Well, we appreciate you being out here yeah, tonight. Thanks so much, man. No, come man, come see us again, please. No, thank you so much, and uh, look forward to... Uh, Passing this on to Kyle. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get a kick out of it. Wh- where are we, what are we listening to? In the oh, tonight at uh, for the um, um, current, current affair, uh, we're listening to Parquet Courts, uh, Stoned and Starving.
It is a good song. <laughs> the video, just nothing happens. But it does exactly illustrate what the song is about. It does. Well, we talked about this for a minute. Um, or I, like, I was like, this song isn't five minutes long because I've heard the single version of it. He's like, oh, yeah, it is. And there, there's interspersed like moments of like chaotic feedback. And he's like, can we just watch the video? The meat of the video happens toward the back the end meat. a few minutes well, into it. And it's kind of <laughs> literally the meat because she goes to McDonald's and eats. Well, no, no, no. She goes to McDonald's and gets a sandwich, and then she wa- she walks around for a little while. Goes to McDonald's, gets a sandwich, then she walks around until she finds the perfect park bench to sit on. Well, she, she's a waifish, heroin chic, uh, just chick walking around for no good reason, and then she goes to McDonald's. It's quite aimless. Yes, but you you were convincing us like I was like Monk is like does she get hit by a truck or some <laughs> shit? I'm like I'm like <laughs> no, no no nothing really happens, but she was stoned and starving, and then she and she, she ate. got some food. <laughs> so I will say, I hate to follow. It's really hard to follow all the commentary thus far. But oh uh, yeah, we're on tonight. <laughs> but, yeah. So, but I will say uh, one thing that's kind of interesting to me is that this band is one of these bands that gets trotted out as uh, sort of a great New York triumph. And don't get me wrong, there are a ton of a shit ton of really amazing New York bands, and there are clearly some influences here that you know that feel a little. Um, we've talked about we mentioned the Modern Lovers, but that but Velvet they're Underground, ma- Velvet Underground. There's clearly a Velvet Big Underground time. thing, and yeah. and Modern Lovers are Massachusetts thing. But anyway, um, just a point I'm going to make: three out of four guys in this band are from Denton, so no it's shit. really like it's a Texas, Texas it's, it's a Texas band that lives in Brooklyn, and like I think like good for them. And they and part of the backstory in this act is they met when they were when these when some of the guys that that know each other from. The little D were would they went to this record North, swap thing? Were they going to North Texas or something? Uh, probably, yeah. I, I believe so. And uh, and yeah, like they would they went to this record swap thing where they'd each bring records and they'd listen to the records and they you know that's sort of how they figured it out. And then they moved to that's New York. A good way to start a band. Actually. It is actually a good way to start a band. I think like it's a it's a pretty REM actually kind of started that way. Like yeah. uh, I think Peter Buck was a, a clerk at a record shop and. Stipe would come in and buy records, and they'd talk about shit. And he's like, "Hey, want to be a billionaire? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, uh, that's the, a very uh, clear path to uh, riches. That's exactly how that went down, actually. Yeah. yeah. It sounds. <laughs> uh, were you a fly on the wall? I like this song. I oh, love this song. It's a great song. It, it's a super boring video, <laughs> and I it, like like it, go watch it. But like, yeah, like watch it once. But you know what? I think <laughs> it's slack. I think it, it maybe it gets more exciting if you. Smoke some pot and watch it. Like, is that it, well? Perhaps. Like, none of us here are big uh, weed smokers. But like, you know, like <laughs> I can illustrate that by saying weed smokers rather than. Like <laughs> none of us here partake We're in the marijuana. Stoners, we don't do the doobie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you want to, you know, like the way that country songs, like or country videos, like really, uh, like emulate what the song is about. 
This one does too. Yes, it does. It, <laughs> Literally, stoned and well, starving. I'll tell you what. Like, I, I will, I will say this. The, the, I like the music in this song a lot. And one of the, there are two things about this song that have have annoyed me f- in the time that I've been familiar with it. One is which um, this band received almost nonstop comparison, not nonstop, like they happen twenty four hours a day. These comparisons, but uh, the, uh, a litany of comparisons uh, for p- pavement, which I don't hear at all. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't hear it at all. Uh, and the other one is like stoned and starving. Like it's just the refrain at the end of the. There's no chorus. It's just a refrain, and it's it just becomes very annoying to me after a while. Like um, that stoned and starving, but. Somehow watching the video and having like it go to fruition has made that slightly less annoying for me. So thanks. So the fruition was her eating the sandwich, right? Eating the sandwich, yeah. Yeah, I told you, like hang I, loose. No, no, that's why I wanted to come back and and say that you know you have you have some apologies from me, but I appreciate that. It, it is actually still annoying, like that, like like stoned it's and starving, a, stoned and starving. It's a really is compelling stupid. song that oh, probably that, shouldn't you have, be. You hear that alliteration there? Stoned and starving is stupid. God damn, I'm fucking genius. God damn right. You man. guys need to acknowledge that. Yeah. Well, all right. There's a lot of acknowledgement right <laughs> yeah. there. It, it may be time to, to get the hell out of here. This was fun, y'all. Look, uh, I, it was nice to have JT here. It's also it's also nice to get the band back together. I want to do. I do want to. I want to do. I do want to say a, uh, another do, round of. Of uh, huzzah and thank you to our friend Marco at Aviary. Marco. Who, who if you are in Austin or South Lamar, go to Aviary and you will. Oh, not it's a fine, fine. Yeah, they do. Um, they do. They usually have live entertainment on Wednesdays and Saturdays, and I think they do. Don't hold me to this, but I think they still do half price bottles on Wednesdays. So anyway, it's fine, a lot of fun. Beer These are great. and furniture. Look, I'm sure if you show up and say, "Hey, they told me on somebody likes it, you do half price bottles," even if they don't. Yeah, he'd get like Jack. Don't that speak for Marco, but but, yeah. uh, but Marco's good people, and uh, even if he doesn't, you'll still not regret it. Yeah, Kevin decision. will pay for half your bottle. Oh, oh thanks, Mark. Yeah. Now we give you a mic. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Kevin, and, and thanks um, to J- for JT for being here. Yeah, thanks, JT. He uh, he promised slash threatened to share this with Kyle. Kyle so yeah. Kyle, uh, Kyle, thanks for your work. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, and and uh, I we can't do comedy particularly often because I think. It's, it's not it, the it, format. It does. It's not. It's not always it's what we that do. We all it's genuinely love. It is interesting. I love to mixing do it, every it up so though. Often. Yeah, I mean, like earlier, like you, like we've talked to Chris Cox about watching a record and then a music record or a music film is what I meant, um, and then come back and talking about that. And prior to tonight, I was pretty sure that was going to be breaking. I, I'm two. pretty sure I dropped acid once and watched a record. Uh, <laughs> just yeah, like sat too. there, yeah. But, yeah. but we we are now going go to all watch Kiss and, uh, meets the Phantom of the Park, which is I think I did see that when I was like seven. No, it, oh. That was about the time it came out. It's not only the greatest thing that I've ever. It's one of the greatest thing television has ever produced, but it's also the only good thing that Kiss has ever done. Oh, and somebody shoots laser beams out of their eyes at some point. Sounds about right. Yeah, of it's good stuff. It's yeah. a Wednesday. All right, so we're gonna we'll see you guys uh, soon. Uh, for now, we're gonna sign off. I'm Shane. I'm Ryan. I'm Kevin. I'm Mark. If somebody likes it. <laughs>